0: Hi everyone, this is Katherine Adams and Elizabeth Wallace, and you're listening to Binary System Podcast number two twenty one. And this week we don't have a Night Vale episode, but we do have new things that both of us have consumed this week. Yep. It's kind of a good week for new nerdy stuff. It was. We said that there was stuff that we needed to watch, and then we watched them. God, that never happens. <laughs> it really doesn't. So you want to start? Yes. Uh, last night Nathan and I watched the 2007 movie Sunshine. This is by director Danny. Boyle, who you may know from such things as train spotting and other big movies. This is apparently his. Only science fiction movie. And according to the trivia, he never wanted to do another one again because it was so oh. difficult. But it's also oh. got uh, Cillian Murphy and Michelle Yeoh and Benedict Wong and freaking Chris Evans. And it was, a, it was a good cast. I was messaging with you last night. What were some of the stuff mm-hmm. that I said about what the movie was like? Well, I know you said that Cillian Murphy and Chris Evans looking all kinds of hot. And I'm like, well, I'm in. Yeah, they looked very good in that. Um, You also said that there was a lot of that giant, big, evil thing whooshing by in space noise. Exactly. That gave me an idea of what you were looking at. It really did. Exactly. I mean, that was something I'd said ages ago about neon lights in a hallway blinking the way neon lights do when they're being evil. And that was kind of the same thing. I don't think I've ever heard that sound effect of something very large swinging by somebody in space, even though yes, I know there's no such thing as sound in no space. Sound in uh, space, right? Yeah. Uh, fine. But yeah, when they do that, it's always ominous and very scary. So they did that yeah. very well. God, I've tried the, my overall impression because it was it was a little overwhelming in places. Uh I was mm. talking with Nathan. I feel like sometimes they miss some of the story beats, some of the chance to explain things ahead of time because when the action happened it was all going so fast and so chaotic and sometimes you were like, okay, tell me what I'm looking at here. But it was it was pretty damn exciting and a little nightmarish in places. There was definitely a bit of an event horizon feel to some of this stuff. So yeah, I'm still kinda surprised I've never heard of this because I thought it was a good watch. Okay, all right, and that's gonna be on my list too. So nice. I so like having I like evil science fiction-y stuff. I think that's fun. With, without it being, like, total splatterpunk horror. You exactly, know, I just, yeah. I want to be scared, not grossed out. That's usually what I And I think this works for that. I don't think there was really... I think if there was anything gross, it wasn't something that the camera lingered over. Oh, good. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, obviously, horror in space, you're going to have some kind of blood and guts. As long as you're just not really, really lingering on it, I'm fine. Yeah, and we also mentioned while we were doing the messenger thing, they did another one of those things where somebody gets exposed to space, and then they turn to ice, and they shatter and fall away, which apparently isn't actually true. And I think it's space isn't cold, and from what I understand... The temperature that you feel depends on how quickly or how slowly your own body heat is able to leave. And right. most of the time right. when that happens in an atmosphere, it's because the air is conducting heat away or what you're touching right. is conducting heat away. In vacuum, that doesn't happen. So right. there's not I've really... I've heard it's actually... It's possible maybe to even get burnt in space because there's no atmosphere to protect you from the sun's rays. Exactly. So you or you could very well get too hot in space. Right. Or to overheat because your yeah. body is not able to get rid of body heat. And I think a lot of people get confused with the Apollo 13 mission and there mm-hmm. was all these ice crystals. That's because everything in a spaceship is designed to funnel heat away because there just right. isn't any way to cool down when you're in space. So yes, right. this has been you're a little bit of a science corner. Yeah, and I don't understand all of it, but I do know that I've heard from several scientists who say that trope that, you know, you turn to ice in space is not true. Space is not cold. But I have to admit that it looks really pretty when they do it a lot of the time. It does. And it's probably cinematically a better choice because otherwise you'd have somebody very slowly running out of oxygen and strangling and maybe overheating at the same time. And freezing to death looks much cooler. The visuals are better. Yeah, Yeah. this is true. And speaking of visuals, ooh, nice segue. (laughs) I watched the first episode of Devs. Yes. And okay, now the first thing that I thought of when I thought back to the first episode was that soundtrack, the score wow. running behind. Yeah. That that like really high pitched saxophone noise. It's like a saxophone or a clarinet noise or whatever and it just it always stings right at the moment to startle you or at the moment when something happens but it's it's beautiful and it's eerie and there there was another bit in the musical score where he's going over that little walkway bridge thing, which we'll get over into in a minute. And it was kind of like a rattling sort of noise. And at first I thought it was the noise and machinery, but it was actually the soundtrack just kind of sort of playing through what was probably going on in his mind at that moment. Yeah, they did such good work on the music for that. And apparently the, the music for every single episode was designed separately to fit that episode. It wasn't wow. like a, a going back over and over again to the same musical cues. Oh, no. And it was lovely. It was neat. And disturbing. I mean... Unsettled. That's how I felt for the entire episode. But with the visuals and the sounds, and then just the way people were talking and everything, I constantly felt like I was waiting for something to happen mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was going to disturb me. And then it did. Yeah. And it is kind of a slow burn of a series because there is an mm-hmm. awful lot of high minded concepts being flung about, but some of the ways that they choose to demonstrate some of these concepts, uh, it just works. It works so oh, well. man. Boy, the production values are so flipping high. They've got this like, floating laboratory. And it's just Inside and out, it's freaking gorgeous. It looks so good. It's completely walled in golden scales, I think, is the design element they were going for. And it never fails to dazzle. Oh, it was so... I thought everybody did a great job. Um, And it's funny, the guy, the the main scientist dude, whose name I can't remember, the guy who's in charge of devs and everything, Mm -hmm. he's also over in Parks and Rec. And I know that it's just a tiny little throwaway bit. But his character on Parks and Recreation was known for eating all of the meat all of the time. That's all he wanted. There's like a super cut of him ordering all the meat and eating all the meat and whatever. It's so funny. The first time you see his character, he's sitting at like a a conference room table and he's got like a Bowl of leaves, and he's just crunching leaves into his mouth, just stuffing them in there. And I'm like, it's like they really wanted to emphasize that he is not that character for this show. <laughs> but he's, boy, he just goes from like comforting to funny to creepy to despairing. I mean, he just takes all of the emotions. I always like that actor, but his range is really, really good. It is, yeah. And I think some of the other people I recognized from other things, uh, his security guard, I'm pretty sure was in Deadwood. I think he was the person who almost died from... Uh, I guess it was smallpox that was going around, and then he becomes a priest. I think you are probably correct, but boy, it has been a long time since I saw Deadwood. Did you and Nathan ever finish up that series? We did, yes, but we didn't watch the new movie that came out about it, because I didn't hear any really enthusiastic things about it. Same. I feel like I'm going to have to see it eventually, but anyway, yeah, no, you might be right. I, I would say that I need to watch Deadwood again to be sure. But boy, that that show really rips your heart out. It does. Yeah. 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 Uh, So the other person I recognize was his partner, the blonde. She's in the Picard show. Oh no, kidding. Who does she play? um, A scientist. And it's so interesting. She's another scientist. But she's this really friendly, nice person who's maybe a little hapless. So pretty much the exact opposite of the character she's playing on this show. Exactly. It it does... I mean, she can do emotion, but for most of this series, she is just this very... Unsettlingly calm person all the right. damn time. Yeah, no, she definitely plays even more emotions on the Picard show. Boy, it was really her year, wasn't it? I mean, Picard just came out and Devs just came out, and so exactly, she's just been yeah. doing a lot of work lately. Holy cow! Yeah, I really liked it. I got to the end of the first episode about five minutes before we started recording. And so I really think I'm going to have to watch another one tonight. Well, what we finished watching five minutes before uh, we started recording here was the uh, Irish People Try channel. They spent, like, a week in Florida, and that was when they oh, wow. did, like, the IHOP, trying IHOP stuff and trying, I guess, Dunkin' Donuts, all different kinds of things in Florida. This was obviously several months ago, so long before right. the uh, the whole quarantine. Uh, they went to Epcot, and they did a half-hour episode of them doing the drinks around the world in Epcot. Because oh, it is, wow. there's 12 different regions that you can travel to in Epcot, and they decide to try a representative cocktail or beer from each one of them. Oh, my God, they got so hammered. <laughs> oh, I bet. Boy, you know, because Disney, from what I hear, Disney's really careful about not letting drunk people wander around the parks very much. It's all... You know, kind of messes with the experience. I, were they like chaperoned or something? How did they get away with that? I feel like things have changed a lot in Epcot now that they've opened no. things up. Because we went to Epcot when we were really little, so I'm not sure I would have even noticed if they had alcohol for sale. No, but I, it feels I have no like idea. there's a bigger emphasis on making things for adults to be able to enjoy. So I think if they sure. went to the actual part of Disney that wasn't Epcot, then might have had people chasing them around a little bit, but. I didn't see a ton of kids around so Epcot is okay. really more for adults but it looked like it looked like a lot of fun but damn there were 6 of them there and they did. They each had one cocktail in 12 different regions. And Nathan and I are sitting there wow. figuring, like, there's no way they spent less than $1,000 doing just oh, no. the drinks. And then oh, add to God. that the cost of getting six people into Epcot. Wow. Did they have a good time? They did. did they had a great time. Inside? They enjoyed it. They even yeah. liked the drinks. All the, they they know, got, if there was any chance that any of them were going to get drunk and start a fight, it was when they went to the U.K. section. And, of course, they're all oh. Irish. And they, like, you know, this whole rivalry goal. Going on, And then they see Irish drinks being listed as UK drinks. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. But they were very funny about it. That's good. That's, that's a plus. So the one that I wanted to make sure to get in this time was the thing that we found this week that's like two years old. And I don't know why I'd never seen it before, but I have an idea of why it finally came across my radar now. It's a webcomic called Lore Olympus. And it is friggin' gorgeous. Oh, man. And it's all, it's this beautiful kind of painted, like, deceptively casual, I would say. It looks like she's just sketching things out. But the poses and the expressions are so funny. And the colors are so amazing. The colors just pop. I mean, everything is done to make it look like, you know, the colors are really shooting out at you. You had said there was something really wonderful that she did with hair. And... I think I saw what you were talking about is Persephone and she's waking up and her hair, she's got, you know, very bright neon orange hair and it's kind of trailing away from her almost like, like a rivulet of lava. Yeah. Really yeah. Anytime pretty. somebody has like super, super long hair, it tends, I mean. We should probably go ahead and say it is Olympus. These are the stories of the gods and goddesses, but in a modern setting. So they're, you know, dealing with cell phones and parties and stuff like that. But anytime there's a character whose hair is, like, really super long, it just trails away behind them in this kind of almost magical way. But it's it has a very dark feel to it. It's not magical like Sailor Moon type magical. It's magical like, hmm... What is it magical like? More like the darker elements of Fantasia, I suppose. I think I so, know. and of course, everything, all the backgrounds are very, very dark. So there's, oh, there's yeah. this almost looming quality to all the setting. Yeah. But I really like what she is doing with the story of Hades and Persephone, and it mm-hmm. is almost is telling the story but turning it on its head. And that, you know, yeah. in the original, of course, in the original story of Hades and Persephone, he, Hades kidnaps Persephone and drags her down to the underworld. In this, she gets drunk and because of Aphrodite being Aphrodite, like convinces Eros to put Persephone in the back of Hades' car so he won't mm. notice her until he gets home. So he's got this drunk girl that he was obviously really into from the very second that he saw her. And what does he do? He gives her a glass of water. He very carefully puts her in a bed. He takes her shoes off and then he leaves her alone. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. And she really likes him and he likes her. But at the part that I'm reading right now, it's still that part where They really like each other, but they haven't gotten around to actually telling each other that. And Some people think it's a good idea, some people think it's a terrible idea, but it's just, it's really, it's beautiful, and it's funny. I mean, I'm like 14 issues in at this point. It's really, oh, and I love what they do. It's a... It's on Webtoon is where you can find it. just search Laura Olympus you'll find it, but it's a vertical format, so you're always scrolling down, and the pictures all sort of stretch and flow as you scroll down the page and uh it's It's just, designed by somebody who knows how people look at stuff on the internet, and I always mm-hmm, appreciate mm-hmm. that yeah it's boy, it's really It's Rachel Smythe, I think is the artist's name, and I know why it came across well. I saw something on Instagram, I'm always, you know, browsing around trying to find new stuff. And somebody had reposted a fairly interesting bit of fan art. And they said, Oh, I had to repost this because I'm obsessed. I'm like, Oh, what's that about? Hashtag Lore Olympus. And I look and, and the art is so much better than the fan art. But apparently, I believe the creator was just interviewed two days ago. And a little while ago, they announced that it's going to get its own TV series. So, okay, well, and the first thing I thought was the Lucifer comic book getting its own TV series. So I kind of hope they do a better job of interpreting the story. Although, I I mean, Lucifer, the Lucifer TV series, I still need to finish watching that because it became its own thing. I think while I was wanting it to be the comic book. Um, I was not as happy with it. But then after, I'm like, okay, this is something completely different. Let's just go with it. And then it's fine. Right. It helps that Lucifer is really pretty, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know, I haven't looked to see if this is going to be an animated project or a live action. I hope it's animated. Oh, those pictures would translate so well to animation. They'd look so good. But obviously, she really knows all the stories. I got to a bit where they're talking about Eros and Psyche, and they're definitely telling that story, but it's got a little bit of a twist put in there as well. And, and Aphrodite is just, she is such a bitch, but she's a specific mm-hmm. kind of bitch. She's kind of yeah. like the teenage, you know, I do what I want kind of thing on a reality show or a Dr. Phil or something like that only grown up it's it's that kind of thing I like the fact that Artemis is she's playing almost like Persephone's big sister but it's funny every time you see her she's always wearing like workout clothes or running clothes and everything she's Artemis of course if she was like a modern version of Artemis of course she'd be in workout clothes all the time (laughs) I highly, highly recommend that one. So yeah, other than that, I guess there's nothing for it, but sit rep, sit rep. All right, let's get this here. There we go. Uh, So my hours at work finally got cut but I don't feel like I can complain too much because I'm only losing two days a month for the next two months. So I'm going to be fine. Okay, that's good. Yeah, they uh, did a big town hall meeting online, of course, at my job, and they are asking people to start donating stuff, as in donating your paid time off, taking a voluntary pay cut, um, cutting your hours, taking a furlough. They're, They're asking everybody to try to do at least something. And I think at least one of the CEOs is taking a 40% pay cut for the duration, which I thought wow. was very impressive. So I donated a big chunk of paid time off because I ain't going anywhere for a while anyway. And right, um, right. I'll consider other stuff too, because I think I'm in a good place. I think people who have a big family and don't have you know spouses, right. that are helping out or anything like that. Uh, might actually be in a much worse position and would not be able to donate anything at all. So, but they right. did say that if you donate your paid time off and people end up getting let go, those people who donated the paid time off will get that money back. So, but they're wow. they're trying mm-hmm. to avoid doing that. So, I, I yeah. like the fact that they're making a huge effort to not cut anybody out of the company. Right. I know when I heard because my boss actually called my team lead. And my team lead called me at nine o'clock in the morning. and was like, hey, can you get on a call with the boss in about five minutes? And I was like, silence. And he said, we both still have our jobs. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I just I was imagining because some people got like 16 weeks of furlough time and all this and when they said two days, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And there's a possibility of, like, also applying for the government thing, the company's doing it, where they're going to apply for us to possibly get reimbursed for the money that we're losing by having furlough days. And so I'm like, I have less than nothing to complain about at this point. Curious question. Have you gotten any stimulus money? Yes, oh, I got mine. Did okay. you guys not get yours yet? Uh, not yet, but I don't know how okay. North Carolina is handling things. So, but we're I fine. I think there's a, there's a thing where you can look it up. You have to yeah, have your I'm tax sure. return. and so. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, Jada kept telling me that too. She like, there's a thing where you can look it up. I'm like, yeah, I know I will. And then it dropped into my bank account. And I'm like, nah, I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, and I think um, sounds like things are going well in Florida. Mom's got a new horse. Mom's got an, oh, for time listeners of this podcast, last December, mom fell off her last horse. And, no, actually it was. Well, it wasn't even her horse. That's right. It was her friend's horse. Yeah. Right. She fell off a horse and broke her pelvis in four places. Um, That was five months ago, so. The same person that she got her previous horse from felt so bad that the horse had died from some kind of skin infection that he found another retired Polo Pony horse for mom, who's apparently. The horse is apparently very sweet and very nice, and and we wish mom the very best. Yes, we really, really do. She is head. As you can tell from this story, she's had some bad luck with horses. She had a wonderful horse named Cece, and he finally died, mostly of old age. And then she got Alejandro, mm-hmm. and I forget. he. It was like a form of meningitis that he died from, A uh, right? Brain encephalitis, maybe, or something like something that? Something like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, not good, really not good. And then she got, what was the last horse's name? Beautiful. Oh, uh, Chica. Chica, that was her Her next horse. Um, had a. It was kind of like an infection that gets into the leg, under the skin, I guess. Mm-hmm. They had, it took forever for them to diagnose, and it's just not curable and um, ended up having to be put down. And then her friend was letting her ride her horse, and she fell off of it. And that was most of, all of that was like within a period of about a year, Yeah, I kind of think. Yeah, maybe two years. So, um, good luck, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I I did not like the idea of mom never riding again and, no, but at no. the same time I do have to tell myself yes all of this seems worth it when she's not hurt. It all seems right worth it up until the moment that it goes wrong. So we really Aww. hope this goes very well because it makes mom very happy. And it also it was does. very amusing when she was in the hospital for the broken pelvis and a new doctor or a new nurse would come in and check her chart and say, okay, and how did you manage to break your pelvis? And mom said, I fell off my horse. And there was always this pause. Like I even, mm-hmm. I watched one doctor just kind of smiling down at mom and you could tell she was waiting for mom to say, oh, I'm kidding. I fell in the shower or something. Yeah, Mom's right. Seventy-six no. years old, so she's doing rather mm-hmm. well. Yeah, she is. And in case you're wondering if we're going to hurt her feelings by telling this story and kind of giggling about this, she didn't listen to this podcast. No. It's fine. No. <laughs> Hannah, you're not allowed to tell mom what we said. No. No, no. Or you can tell her what we said, but don't tell her we were laughing. It's not funny. It really <laughs> isn't. But we just, you kind of have to laugh, you know? It's just, oh, but her new horse is beautiful, and we hope she's happy and safe. So, But I guess that's going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries. We still need to do our little photo galleries Yes, I Transformers. Yes, I will, I will yeah. get on that. I'm just finishing up another one of the Hugo-nominated uh, novels, uh, A Memory Called Empire. And that's been sort of eating my brain for the last few days. But, you know, I'll I'll get on that with the photographs. Yeah. And um, I actually did sort of a comic book post. Well, Jada got a comic book post up anyway. Um, The new Snowpiercer series, as of time of this recording, is dropping in less than a week. And there's already been one prequel comic book put out about it. And they just dropped word that another prequel will be coming out, uh, interestingly enough, in August. So they're really plugging that way ahead of time. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of... Snowpiercer news up on the site, including the latest trailer for the series. So I think it should be. Have you seen the trailer for that? Not yet. I need to sit down and watch it, because mm-hmm. I've got the usual resistance going on right now. Ugh, it's not going to be the same as the movie. But I have to keep telling myself, it's its own thing. Let it yes. be its own thing. Yes. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Jade and I got to go to the Snowpiercer panel at Comic-Con. Was that last year? Yeah. Was that only last year? Oh, my God. It seems like so much longer. Um, yeah. And then just from what we saw it looked pretty interesting i hope uh, hope the show is as good as the trailer so anyway all that and more pixeladygeek.com. So we'll have a Night Vale episode next week? We should, yes. Yes, indeed. And we also got to listen to some of those live shows and some of the stuff on the Patreon, too. Exactly, yeah. Well, maybe we can get on that this week. We had luck, you know, the last week in watching all the stuff we wanted to watch. Well, I'll definitely be watching more of Devs. I mean, I might actually be plugging in an episode after we get off this call. So (laughs) that will work. Anyway, one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. Can't talk today. And we miss... Good grief.